Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey guys, good morning. It's Jen here with P40 Ministries podcast. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the intro I made. I know it's been a couple days now, but I never actually talked about it. So one thing I couldn't decide was whether I should have music throughout my entire podcast or not. Some people said they liked the music playing in the background. Some people said they didn't. And I was kind of on the fence with it anyway. And I didn't actually, I I personally don't prefer music in a podcast, so I thought a nice happy medium would be to make a nice introduction to the podcast with music, and then when I'm talking about the Bible, just have no music. So I figured that would be a great way to start the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy the intro and the effort that I put forth to make one, and that it improves your listening experience. This morning we are in Genesis chapter 24. We will be reading verses 10 through 27, just to give you guys a quick recap of what is happening. Actually, if you you didn't listen to um, Friday's podcast episode, definitely go back and listen to it in order to understand what's happening today, but I will do a quick recap. So Abraham is very old at this point, and he tells his oldest servant, who most likely is Elizer or they believe is Eliza, he tells him to make a promise that he would go and find a wife for Isaac, but he cannot bring Isaac with him because Isaac cannot return to that land because God had promised Abraham that he would bless Isaac where Isaac is at. So Isaac was not allowed to return to the land of Abraham's family, but that's where Abraham wants Eliza to go and find a wife for Isaac. So now we are starting in verse 10, and I'm going to be reading to verse 27. Out of the Living Bible translation, I haven't used this version very much, but I'm starting to kind of get into it. I sort of like this version. But you, of course, can read out of whatever version you like. He took with him 10 of Abraham's camels and loaded them with samples of the best of everything his master owned and journeyed to Iraq, to Nahor's village. There he made the camels kneel down outside the town, beside a spring. It was evening, and the women of the village were coming out to draw water. O Jehovah, the God of my master, he prayed, show kindness to my master Abraham and help me to accomplish the purpose of my journey. See, here I am, standing beside this spring, and the girls of the village are coming out to draw water. This is my request. When I ask one of them for a drink, and she says, Yes, certainly, and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one who you have appointed as Isaac's wife. That is how I will know. As he was still speaking to the Lord about this, a very beautiful young girl named Rebecca arrived with a water jug on her shoulder and filled it at the spring. Her father was Bethuel, the son of Nahor, and his wife was Milcah. Running over to her, the servant asked her for a drink. Certainly, sir, she said, and quickly lowered the jug for him to drink. Then she said, I'll draw water for your camels too, until they have enough. So she emptied the jug into the watering trough and ran down to the spring again and again and kept carrying water to the camels until they had enough. 
The servant said no more, but watched her carefully to see if she would finish the job, so that he would know whether she was the one. Then at last, when the camels had finished drinking, he produced a quarter-ounce gold earring and two five-ounce gold bracelets for her wrists. "'Whose daughter are you, miss?' he asked. "'Would your father have any room to put us up for the night?' "'My father is Bethuel,' she replied, "'and my grandparents are Milka and Nahor. "'Yes, we have plenty of straw and food for the camels, and a guest room.' The man stood there a moment with his head bowed, worshipping Jehovah. "'Thank you, Lord God of my master Abraham,' he prayed. "'Thank you for being so kind and so true to him "'and for leading me straight to the family of my master's relatives.'" As I was reading this, I realized that the living translation left out a couple things that I will talk about today. But in verse 10, Eliza, or who they believe to be Eliza, because Abraham had mentioned that his oldest servant was named Eliza, and they say that this man was Abraham's oldest servant, though they don't give his name. Eliza takes with him 10 of Abraham's camels. And you remember that Abraham was extremely rich as rich as princes. So he was very, very rich and very blessed by God. And Eliza takes Abraham's 10 camels and he loads them with samples of the best of everything his master owns. So he is loading them up and it was like a traveling caravan of riches is what they believe that this was. It was extremely showy, extremely rich. It had just everything of the best of the best. It says here in the Living Translation that Eliza journeys to Iraq or to Nahor's village. And I haven't seen any other translation of the Bible say specifically where Nahor's village was located, but the Living Translation says that it was in Iraq. But this would be Nahor's village, and Nahor was Abraham's brother. And Nahor had many sons. I think he had eight sons who had many daughters. And that was where Nahor was supposed to find a wife, for Isaac was among his cousins, because Abraham did not want Isaac to marry a Canaanite woman where he was living. He wanted him to marry one of his own family members. And back then, this would have been okay. You know, there's not a ton of people on the earth at this point, and God had never... <clears throat> and God had never said that it wasn't okay to marry within your family yet. That wasn't until later on. So, Eliza journeys to this village, and he sets his camels and himself by this spring or this well. And it was evening, so it was getting cooler out, but it wasn't quite dark yet. And that's when the women of the town would come out to draw water because it wasn't super hot. It was the perfect temperature to come out and draw water from this well. So Eliza starts praying and he's like, Oh, Jehovah, the God of my master, please show kindness to my master Abraham and help me to accomplish the purpose of my journey. So he's, he's not only nervous about accomplishing this purpose, but he's very Eliza is very faithful to his, his master, Abraham. He probably loves Abraham. It's probably very close to him because he was the eldest servant in Abraham's household and looked after everything 
So he prays to God to help him accomplish his purpose to bring Isaac a wife. And this was obviously very, very important to Eliza because look at how he's praying. Please show kindness to my master. See, here I am standing beside this spring and the girls of the village are starting to come out to draw water. So then he kind of gives God an ultimatum and he says, this is my request. When I ask one of these girls for a drink and she says, yes, certainly, and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one whom you have appointed as Isaac's wife. And that is how I will know. And so he's not even done speaking this prayer to God. And God is clearly listening because all of a sudden there's this beautiful young girl. And it says that she was very, very beautiful named Rebecca, and she comes out carrying a jug on her shoulders to fill it in the well. And Eliza sees her. I don't know if it was because she was very beautiful that Eliza noticed her over the other girls, but he just noticed this particular girl. And it probably was because she was extremely beautiful. And there's only a few times in the Bible that the Bible mentions a woman being extremely beautiful to look at. So it was obvious that Rebecca, this young girl, was very, very beautiful to look at. And the one thing I didn't like was that the Living Translation Bible, the one I'm reading out of, doesn't mention that she was a virgin, whereas almost every other version of the Bible I've read mentions that this Rebecca girl was indeed a virgin. And that would be an important aspect not to leave out of the Bible because obviously it shows then that she is single, she is ready to be married, and she doesn't have any husband or whatever else. So Eliza sees her and he runs over to her and he's like, young lady, can I please have a drink? And she says, oh, certainly. And she immediately lowers the jug for him to drink. Then as he's drinking, she says, I'm going to draw some water for your camels too until they have enough. Now I want you guys to understand something about camels here. Camels can drink up to 20 gallons of water. And Eliza here had 10 camels with him. So that'd be 200 gallons of water that this young girl would have to pour for these camels. That's a lot of water. This would have been potentially hours of backbreaking work for this girl to go back and forth from the well to fill the trough so that these camels can have enough water. But she says, I'm going to do this for you. And she does it. She empties her jug into the watering trough. And then it says she runs down to the spring again and kept carrying the water to the camels until they had enough. So she's going back and forth from the spring. And Eliza is just sitting here watching her. This would have been extremely hard work. I have a pond in my um, in my front yard and we put these two little trees in, in in the very, very front of our yard and I had to walk back and forth for the first couple months to water these little trees so that they'd grow. And man, that was hard. I was only doing it a couple times. I only had to do it four times. I had to walk back and forth to my pond to water these two trees. And I was like, man, I'm done with this. After I was finished carrying that water to those trees, it was hard work. And so I can't imagine this girl carrying 200 gallons of water for these camels and 
her just not giving up and doing this for a complete stranger who she she doesn't know. So she's doing this and the servant is just staring at her. And he's not doing this because he is disrespectful to her or anything like that. He's doing this because he wants to see if if what he asked of God is coming true. So he's not helping her. He wants to see if she's going to finish this backbreaking job to see if God had answered his prayer. So finally, in verse 22, it says, At last when the camels had finally finished drinking, he produces a quarter ounce gold earring. And the the living translation says a gold earring, but it was probably a nose ring. And also two five ounce gold bracelets for her wrists. So these were very beautiful gifts that he's giving to this girl. And he asks her, Whose daughter are you, miss? And would your father happen to have any room to put us up for the night? And she says, she tells, she tells this stranger who her father is and who her grandparents are, because that would have been important. They probably all live together in the same area. And she says, my father is Bethuel and my grandparents are Milka and Nahor. And yes, we have plenty of straw and plenty of food for the camels and we have a guest room. So the servant stands there a minute and it bows his head and he begins worshiping Jehovah. And I don't know if he said this out loud or in his head, but I'm assuming it's in his head, but he says, thank you, Lord God of my master Abraham. Thank you for being so kind and so true to him and for leading me straight to the family of my master's relatives. So he realizes that this girl is, is the one who God had brought because not only did she do exactly what the servant had asked, but she also is a relative of Abraham's, which is exactly what Abraham had asked for in the first place. So now the servant knows that Yahweh had answered his prayer, the prayer of a servant. And you know, it says in the Bible that God doesn't play favorites. He loves everybody equally. And he loved Eliza as well. And this was probably also a sign to Eliza to show him, I am the one true God. You know, I am going to not only bless Abraham, but I'm going to bless you because you're going to have your prayer answered. And this would have shown Eliza here that God was real. Yahweh was real. Not to mention all the miracles he had seen before for Abraham. Now his own prayer is being answered because what servant wants to go home and not have accomplished a task? And let's say that you have a job and your boss asks you to do something. And this is a boss you really respect and you love and you care about. And they ask you to do something for them. What one of us wouldn't want to go do it? You know, we want to impress our bosses. And of course, this is probably what Eliza was thinking as well. So when he prayed to God, this was partially for him as well. He wanted to be successful in his mission because he cared about Abraham and he cared about his own job and the job he had as a servant. And that's what God does for him. He allows Eliza to accomplish this task that he set out to do. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this chapter on Wednesday. 
Join me then, 6 a.m., and tomorrow we will be back in Matthew chapter 9, potentially maybe finishing out that chapter as well. So join me those two days at 6 a.m., but I want to ask that everybody goes to my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash p40ministries, and likes it. I do a lot of updates on my Facebook page about the blog and about uh, my website and also about the podcast as well. So definitely go and keep updated by liking my Facebook page. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this morning. I appreciate you guys and I'm going to ask that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless. Bye everybody. Bye everybody.